Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. But, uh, but we have the opportunity to be trusted with this sermon series entitled Extraordinary Relationships because we believe that God has called us to not be ordinary. He wants for us to be extraordinary. And with that comes fostering extraordinary relationships. But it's not just romantic relationships, marital relationships. We're talking about relationships with your siblings. Yeah. Relationships with your kids, with your coworkers, with your neighbors, all across the spectrum of relationships. Yeah, and um, as you guys know, in every relationship there's going to be conflict. Amen? Amen. And so today uh, the sermon title is How to Resolve Conflict. And so we're going to uh, try our best to help you all with that. But I want to give a quick disclaimer. Um, if you were in an abusive relationship... This message is not for you. I would never encourage anyone to resolve conflict with someone who's in an abusive relationship. But this message is for two good-willed people who want to be better, who want to uh, treat each other with respect, yeah. and who want to have a healthy relationship. So if you're in an abusive relationship, my advice to you would be to get out, to get safe. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that, you're safe to go seek uh, counseling and therapy. But we want you guys to have healthy, strong relationships. And so... Uh, we got uh, four words for you guys today. We want you guys to remember. Yes, because we believe that when we say it and we believe it, we can actually uh, overcome conflict. So we're, this is what we're saying this morning. I can resolve conflict. Let's say it together. I can resolve conflict. This time, like you mean it. Come on. <laughs> I can resolve conflict. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah I remember um, our, me and Misa's first, one of our first marital disagreements. You know, we wasn't even married yet. Um, we've actually just celebrated 12 years of dating um, two days after Valentine's Day because the candy is cheaper on the 16th. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But we've been married six years. Yeah, we've yeah. been married six years. And so, Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Thank you. And so I remember one of our very first uh, arguments, man, we were, we were trying to figure out this whole, like, marriage thing. We were, like, we were engaged, trying to be married. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know how we're going to get married because we were broke. And, uh, but we went to this wedding expo, and they had, you know, you guys have ever gone to a wedding expo. They have these different booths and stuff. And they were like, hey, well, if you come to this program, you know, see this demonstration, we'll give you a free three-day cruise. I'm like, great, because we don't have any money for a honeymoon. So this will be perfect. So, you know, I pick up Misa from uh, McDonough. We drive up to Norcross, and, you know, we, it's in, like, this ballroom, hotel ballroom. Okay, this is kind of nice, I guess. You know, and then the guy comes in, and he's got all his stuff laid out. And I'm like, huh, this is impressive. He's selling pots and pants and knives. These knives are very sharp. Misa, I think we need these knives. I'm nudging her, and she's like, okay, whatever. And then so he, he goes on with his demonstration. He starts cooking. He's got a chicken. He's seasoning that chicken. You know what I'm saying? And it's, he's cutting it up. And he's got like five other couples there. And we're eating it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, don't you think? She's like, oh, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? I've made better chicken than this. And I'm like, okay, okay. So finally, he gets to the point where he sits all these couples down at the table. And he sits in front of you. And he's like, hey, you want to buy these pots and pans and knives? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And Misa's like, excuse me, sir. And we start having our, one of our first marital disagreements in front of this man. And, you know, so we go home. And, of course, I'm angry. 
because we did not get them pots and pans <laughs> and them sharp knives from Cutco. If you see this and you want to send me some, thank you. You know, and, but, but it was so interesting because, you know, we, we drove home from North Cross to McDonald's. <laughs> it's a long drive. <laughs> and, you know, I was dropping Misa off back at her mom's house, and we argued the whole way there. We were angry and frustrated with each other. But I say all of that to say, if you all can get what we're teaching you all now, yeah. then you all won't have a conflict, you know, for such a long time. And these are things that I wish that we had known when we were arguing over knives and yeah. pots and pans. Yeah. <laughs> so let's remember our phrase, because we can do this together. I can resolve, resolve conflict. conflict. One more time. I, I can, can resolve, resolve conflict. conflict. That brings us to our first point. Think win-win. Yeah. Think win-win. Now, the conflict in your life boils down to these four outcomes. We're going to go through them. The first one is this. Lose, lose. I mean, I lose and chemo loses. Now, when I think about this, I think about these phrases or this phrase. If I can't have my way, then no one can. It's my way or the highway. My way or the highway. Very selfish thinking, yeah. meaning that it doesn't matter that anybody wins. It's just the fact that because I can't have what I want, that means you can't have what you want. Yeah. Here's the next one. Win, lose. That means I win and chemo loses. <laughs> but the phrase that emphasizes this one is this, by any means necessary, I'm willing to push chemo down. I'm willing to sabotage his situation. I'm willing to just not care about what he's got going on. As long as I win, I'm fine. All right. Very self-centered. Okay. Here's the second one, lose, win. Similar to the first one, but in this case, I lose and he wins. Finally, I get one. Yes. I think about this, whatever they want is fine. I've, I've, I've in the past have been here because I don't like a lot of confrontation. Sometimes in the past I've shied away from having difficult conversations. If anything's gonna make me uncomfortable in the slightest, I don't want to be involved. So I throw my hands up and I say, you know what, whatever he wants is fine. Even if, even if that means I am not satisfied at the end of the conflict. Yeah. And the last one is where we want to live, ladies and gentlemen, win-win. Yeah. This is where we want to be. In this phrase, I think this, let's figure this out. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this together. Unity is the best way. Yeah. When you're thinking win-win, you're solution-oriented, and you're not playing the blame game. Oh. You're not fixing the blame, but you're fixing the problem. You're trying to find solutions by any means necessary. That's thinking win-win. And when I, when I think win-win, I think about this scripture, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. It reads this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one else to help them out. Yeah, so I believe that in every uh, relationship, we should be thinking win-win. And so we want to give you guys some practical ways and tips in order to do that. And so the biggest thing is communication. And so uh, James 1 and 19, it says here, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Write this down. You're writing this down? <laughs> Everyone should be quick to? Listen. Slow to? Speak. And slow to become angry. Well, that's hard to do. 
that's hard to do. And the thing about being quick to listen, when me and Misa are going back and forth, arguing about these pots and pans, I'm not really hearing nothing that she got to say for real. I don't want to hear why we can't get it. I just want you to hear why we can't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when, you, when you're quick to listen, it helps you become more empathetic and compassionate about the other person's viewpoint and, stand, and, 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 uh, and stance on the issue. And what it does is it helps us all learn how to compromise. And so in your relationships with your spouse or with your, with your girlfriend and boyfriend, with your siblings, with your coworker, with your children, the question is, how can we both get some of what we want, mm-hmm. right? With my daughter, yes, I want you to have ice cream, just not at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yes, I want you to jump, just not on my couch. Yes. And so we have to figure out how can we get some of what we all want? How can we compromise? And, and one thing uh, I think is really important is knowing who you are, Misa. So um, at United Students, normally uh, about every Sunday we say this, is call and response, and it goes like this. I ask them, who are you? And they say, Come on now. We got some United students in the building. That's what I'm talking about. Let's do it again. So I'll say, who are you? And you'll say, child of God. Who are you? Who are you? Child of God. You are a child of God. And we believe that knowing who you are will allow you to know what to do. Yeah. Knowing that you are a child of God means knowing that you are made in the image of God. And so what does that look like? What are some characteristics of God? God listens to our prayers. He listens when we talk. He's compassionate towards the things that we, that we have going on in our lives. He, he's active in our lives, right? Yeah. He's, he's gentle. He's kind. He has self-control. Mm. Lord, help me with that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my impulses get the best of me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so it's important to know who we are. So who are you? Child of God. That is who you are. Yeah, so let's go back to our phrase that we're saying today. I can resolve conflict. One more time. I I can can resolve conflict. conflict. That brings us to the second point. Oh, we rolling. We are rolling. Set healthy boundaries. Sheesh. That's so important. Set healthy boundaries. Now, uh, we're, we're just now coming out of the, the NFL football season. Just last Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday. And as I was sitting on my couch watching the game, I realized that there is, there's like painted border, a painted border around the perimeter of the football field. And at any given time during the game, a player steps on the other side of that line. They are considered out of bounds. Yeah. They have stepped outside of the boundaries. Even when it comes to playing any sports, any organized sports, or even playing a board game if you're not a sports person, there are rules to play the game. Rules and bounds, boundaries, those are set in place to progress the play of a game. Yeah. Rules and boundaries are created to maintain the respect of a relationship. Yeah. Now, at any given point in a relationship, if we're stepping outside of the bounds, if we are breaking any of the rules, there are consequences. Yeah. And we've got to be ready to prepare for those consequences or you're either set back yeah. from progressing on in the relationship. Yeah, and that actually uh, goes back to communication, Misa. Oh, yeah. Because you have to set your rules. And here's some ways to, set, to set your rules. You have to determine how you talk to one another, right? You have to determine how you talk to one another. You have the right, as a human being, 
to let people know how you want to be spoken to. That's good. And I was on Instagram the other day, and I saw this psychologist. You know, everybody's a psychologist on Instagram. But what she said was really cool. Um, she said that boundaries are not questions. Boundaries are not questions. When you're setting your boundaries, you don't ask the person, no. Hey, Mason, can you please stop jumping, jumping on my couch? No. You don't get your look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a child, so I can, you know. Mason, hey, look, we don't jump on the couch, okay? I need you to get down. If you want to go outside, we can jump. There's a trampoline right here, not in Papa's house. If you want to jump, we can go over there, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's very important to make sure that we are direct and kind with how we set our boundaries with your husband and your wife. Mm-hmm. There are ways in which you can set your boundaries with your, with your coworkers. And sometimes it can be hard because you're like, I don't really know like, what to say or how to say it. But as a human being, you have the right to, be, to tell someone how to speak to you. And one thing I love about um, Misa's relationship with me, that was weird to say that. Um, you have relationships with other people? <laughs> one thing I love about me and Misa's relationship is that she told me from jump, she set these boundaries with me. She said, chemo, I don't like it when people yell at me, so don't do it. And I've been too scared to do it since you told me that. You know what I'm saying? I'll take these earrings off right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so she said, she said, chemo, don't yell at me. And so when we're arguing, I know that is a boundary that I do not cross. Yeah. Okay? And so even in, uh, with me, I don't like sarcasm. So if we're having an argument or whatever, and you're being sarcastic, like, bro, you can really miss me with that. Um, because... What, what it does is you're so focused on trying to get back at me that you're not helping to resolve the issue, and it's kind of rude, to be honest with you. And so those are some things that we decided, hey, don't talk to me like this. And so if that's you and you're saying, you know, I want to uh, try this week to set healthy boundaries, I have a next step for you, and it's on your card, and it says, I will set healthy boundaries. I will set healthy boundaries. Man, there's so much more we could say about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So check the box. I will set healthy boundaries. And, and one thing I also want to just piggyback on that, Kimo, is the fact that both you and I, we value honesty yeah. in our marriage. Yeah. And we also value each other's feelings. And I hope that you do too, and regardless of whatever relationship you're in. But even the way that you speak to a person, it matters. Sometimes it's not just the words that you're saying. It's the way you're saying it. Mm. You know, so even going into different, uh, different conversations and having difficult conversations or being confrontational, you can say something and you can mean what you say, but you don't have to say it mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's important that we fix those tones and we fix those attitudes and we have, I know I'm talking to myself, Kimo, you ain't got to look at me like that. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, I wasn't even looking at you. <laughs> Let's go to the word really quickly. Proverbs 15, 1, it says this. Oh, man. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And we don't want to be the one stirring the pot. Yeah. We want to be able to speak to each other kindly and through care. Yeah, that's good, Misa. Um, I, I, I don't know about you guys, any men in the room or maybe ladies in the room, but my, my first response when I'm mad is to, like, let me just get out of the way. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go to a different room, you know, like, think about what I'm going through, like, try to process what's happening, remember what was said, remember what I said. Sometimes I'll be saying stuff, I forget what I said, but did I say that, you know? Or I'll be thinking about three days later in the shower, but I should have said this, you know? <laughs> and so it takes me time to process what's happening, and that's okay. Yeah. All right. But what is not okay is staying in that frame of mind for 
for hours and for days on end because the person who you're um, in a relationship with, whether it be your boss or your spouse or your children, don't deserve the silent treatment. They don't deserve the silent treatment because the silent treatment does not allow for you to resolve conflicts. You have to communicate. And Misa, I read in the book one time, um, it says that whenever an enemy is trying to do some infiltration, and what he does is he, he tries to um, block the communication of the organization in which he's trying to um, disrupt. And so that's exactly what the enemy is trying to do in your lives, with your bosses, with your spouses, with your children. He's trying to disrupt the communication so that you guys can't come together and move forward past the issue. That's what the enemy tries to do with us and God. Mm-hmm. He wants to disrupt your communication so that you can't further your relationship. Yeah. And so if that's you and you're saying, you know, I want to get better at communication, I want to get better at, you know, conflict resolution, and you're, uh, you're a couple, you're dating, you're engaged, or you're married, we want to invite you to date night, which is happening on March 15th at 7 30. Look, we have food trucks, you know, we have games. Me and Misa are hosting. Pray for me. <laughs> Last year, they gave me some nitro brew, and uh, boy, I was <laughs> fiending. <laughs> and uh, had to do some real conflict resolution that night because Misa was mad. We were on stage. It was, it was a good time. Had to be there. But make sure that you guys are there. Check the box in your connection card um, that talks about date nights. You can get more information on that. Yeah. It will help you with your communication. And we want to invest in your relationship. And we want to help you guys speak life into your relationship. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned speaking life. We want to turn to Proverbs 18, 22, 21 through 22. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Gotta read that one again. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruits and bear the consequences of their words. We have to talk about this one just for a moment because a lot of times, friends, we tend to just let anything in everything fly out of this right here. Mm. We We talk so recklessly to one another and sometimes we're talking recklessly about ourselves. Yeah. And we've got to fix that. Here are some phrases that I remember hearing over the course of my life that I know sometimes they may slip out of our mouth, but we got to talk about these. I can't stand my mom. Well, I know I didn't say that too many times. Mom, I'm sorry. I know you're watching. (laughs) I love you, baby. Here's another one. These kids drive me crazy. Now, parents, let's be honest. How many times (laughs) have we said that now about these kids, right? Half of y'all lying. It's all good. (laughs) Here's another one. My wife kills me. Man, and that's why your neck hurt, your back hurt, your big toe hurt. Now, husbands, if you're saying this phrase, you better be careful before you wake up dead. (laughs) Okay? Or even here's another one that just comes to mind. Um, I'm about to lose my mind. There are people that have lost their mind. Yeah. We see it on the news all the time. Yeah. Why would you want to confess that over your life? Yeah. We've yeah. got to be very careful because if the same God that spoke everything into existence, yeah. and he lives on the inside of me, he lives on the inside of you, you have the same power. Yeah. And I want for us to just be very careful because the word says here that those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences. I don't want for you to bear the consequences of the words that are coming out of your mouth mindlessly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Keep those things, keep those things in mind. And even the way that you speak to your loved ones in public and in private, yeah. it matters a lot. Yeah. 
You know, me say, uh, at United Students, we've been talking about how to set healthy boundaries with this new sermon series. And last week, I gave them a challenge. I said, I want y'all to check the box in your connection card to say, I will be kind to my parents this week. <laughs> how they do, parents? They was like, okay, okay, okay. It was like, I don't know. Check the box again. <laughs> But, you know, we want to make sure that at United Students, we are investing in your kids in a way in which we make them better students for you all Absolutely. at home, better kids for you, all, for you all at home. But parents, since I got y'all here, you know, I just want to share this story with y'all. I was in Walmart the other day, and um, you can stop right there. Um, I, I was at Walmart the other day. I saw this lady, man, just cussing her kids out, like calling them every, every letter in the book. Mm. I'm like, bro, this kid's like six years old. What could this child have possibly have done to deserve this kind of harsh talk? <coughs> and so I just want to encourage all of you all, don't talk to your kids like that. Yeah. Why? Because the Bible says that you're going to eat your words. You're going to bear the consequences of your words. And so sometimes people cuss their kids out and they wonder why their kids talk just like them at school. Mm. While they're cussing their teachers out, cussing their friends out, they have lack of authority. They have lack of respect for authority. Yeah. So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that to not speak negatively about your kids, and um, you know, speak life into your kids. Yep. 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 Yeah. Let's say our phrase again. I can resolve, resolve conflict. conflict. We're just rolling on. Here goes the third point. Trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Trust the Holy Spirit. If you were with us uh, during our January sermon series, Pray First, or if you were with us during our 21 days of prayer and fasting, we all were given these, these blue wristbands. If you got your wristband, let me see your hand in the air. There you go. Okay. All right. I see y'all. Everybody else up there is on the, count, on the counter at home. It's all good. But they say, you first, Holy Spirit. This has been my mantra. Yeah. This has been the great a way for me to remember to invite the Holy Spirit in my life in every case scenario. You know, so there's just moments where I know for a fact that it's, it's difficult going into a situation, having a tough conversation, and I have to say, you first, Holy Spirit, yeah. before I go into any case scenario. But specifically with conflict, yeah. ask the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit into your life, into your words, into your attitude, your tone, so that you are able to resolve conflict. Yeah. And Misa, I love... Um the Bible, I love God, I love the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit helps us to resolve conflicts that we can't resolve on our own. And if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Kimo, Misa, like, I want the Holy Spirit, I want God, I want to make Jesus Christ my personal Lord and Savior, well, I have good news for you because we were all lost at one point. You know, we were all far from God at one point, and we all had this conflict in our heart with God. That is why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross Amen. for our sins so that we may be made right with God. So that's you today, and you're saying that I want to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Man, I would love for you all to, we're going to pray this prayer. We're going to say it all together and out loud, and just repeat after me. God, God I thank you for your son, thank you for your son. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, died on the cross for, my sins, for my sins, so that I may be free. I thank you for forgiving me. So today, I pray, I pray that, your Holy Spirit that your Holy Spirit will fill me up. Fill me up. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. Can y'all make some noise for God, man?
what he's doing in us and through us. So if you said that prayer for the first time, your next step is to uh, check the box and let us know that you've checked that, uh, uh, that you said that prayer. We're going to send you some resources and materials. But also, Misa, as you all saw today, we had some folks get baptized and we're excited about that. Yep. So if you uh, accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, but have not been baptized, then baptism is your next step. Yes, yes, absolutely. I want to go to the word really quickly. First Peter 5, 7, it says, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on who? Yeah. On him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to share with you that God the Father, he cares about you. Yeah. He cares about the conflict that's keeping you up at night. He cares about the strained relationship with your mom. Yeah. The unresolved conflict with the bully at school. He cares about the disrespect that you've been experiencing with a coworker. He cares about your relationship with your siblings. He cares about every intricate thing about your life. Yeah, come on. If God cares about the lilies of the valley and keeps his eye on the sparrow, you need to know, my friend, come on, me. that God cares about you, big yeah. and or small. But the thing is, is this. He knows that there are certain things that are burdening you. But what you need is to cast your cares on him so that he can make your burden light. Yeah. There's, there's moments in my life where I've prayed, God, just help me with this conflict, help me with this situation. And I've realized the Holy Spirit can do things that I can't do. I can say a million words in the dictionary, but the Holy Spirit can move and soften hearts the way that I cannot. Yeah. There's been moments in the past where I have prayed the prayer and God dealt with me personally and gave me the strength to forgive. Mm or gave me the strength to apologize. Because sometimes we always want to point the finger, but sometimes God needs to turn the mirror on you. You're the problem. You're the problem, <laughs> but you need to fix it. And that's what the Holy Spirit is able to, to, to be in my life, be that trusting force that I need. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's read, let's go back to our opening scripture, Ephesians 6 and 12. And it says, uh, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world yeah. and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. You can't fight that. This, the, the battle that we're fighting is not flesh and blood. It's about authorities and rulers. It's, it's a spiritual battle. And so the, the issue that you're having with your boss right now, with your coworker, it's not that person. You're battling with the spirit of pride. Mm. The issue that you're having with your boyfriend and girlfriend, why I can't keep y'all's hands off each other, it's not that person, it's the spirit of lust. And so in your, in your situations, in your life, I want us to remember that we need the Holy Spirit to reveal to us, God, what is going on in this situation? Because it's a lot of confusion. And we, I know that you're not the author of confusion. Yeah. So what is happening here? And remember that we need the Holy Spirit to deal with it. But I also want to say this, Misa, we have to learn how to forgive and it can be hard um, when it comes to conflict resolution because all the steps that we listed today, like I said, is for goodwill people. But some, some of these steps, you have to be in the same room with that person. Yeah. But what if that person has passed away, the person that hurt you? What if the person that hurt you, 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 you can't even stand this way that they smell? You can't even be in, 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 the, in the room with them, right? There, there are many people here, like myself, like myself, who've had their innocence stripped away from them at a young age. Mm. And so how do you go about resolving conflict with something like that? Yeah. 
You can't. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit. You've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. And that forgiveness is not for that person. That forgiveness is to set you free. Let's, Let's read from Matthew 6. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. It says here, But if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive. Amen. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And I'm saying that to you today because I know how heavy it can be. I know how, how hard it can be to, to walk around with, it, with, this, with this weight on your shoulders because you know that someone owes you an apology. You know that they, that, that they should say sorry, and they know it too. Yeah. But you also know that you'll never get it. So what do you do? The only thing that you can do is trust and believe that God, who is working on your behalf, will handle that situation on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. And so if, if I, I want to just pray for everyone here in this room. because I, Can you all just stand up for us? We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Um, because I just, I just feel this heaviness, Misa. I feel this, this, this burden. Just pray for anyone out here who's saying, you know, Pastor Kimo, I'm that person. I'm that, I'm that lady. I'm that guy who I know I'll never, I'll never get an apology from. Yeah. But I need the Holy Spirit to help me um, resolve this conflict. And so let's go before the Lord in prayer. Let's uh, close our eyes and just raise our hands towards the sky. Um, Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. Yes, God, just pray right now, Lord, that you'll just be with us, God. Lord, you said in your word where two or three are gathered in the midst, Lord, you are there. And so, God, we just thank you for being here right now, God. Yes, God, pray right now, Lord, that you'll just deal with our hearts, God. You said in your word, Lord, that you are the God that turns the hearts of fathers back to their children and turn the hearts of children back to their fathers. And so, God, we just thank you right now, Lord, for healing the conflicts in our lives, God. God, thank you for healing us from unforgiveness, God. God, thank you for healing us from the shame, God, from the guilt, from the bondage, God. We know that you are the chain breaker, Lord, that you are the miracle worker, God, that you are the promise keeper, God, that you are the light in the darkness. So I I thank you right now, God, for shining light on every childhood trauma, on every hurt, on every every apology that we wish that we had gotten, God, but but we may never get, God. God, we thank you for loving us, God. God, thank you, Lord, that, that, that you, you aren't a God that just sits up high and looks down low, God. No, but you mourn for us when we cry, God. God, you catch every tear. Yes, you God. know every hair that's on our head, Hallelujah. God. God, you look at the sparrows and the lilies, and, and if you love them God. and you take care of them, God, how much more will you take care of us, yes, God? God? And so I just pray right now, Lord, that you'll just be with us, God, that you'll keep us in your perfect peace right Hallelujah, now, God. Father. And we believe, God, we believe, yes, God, God, we believe, that we believe. Believe, God, that you are more than willing, more than able, more than capable to do exactly what you said you would do. Because yes, you are not a man that you will lie. Yes, God. God, we thank you and we stand on every promise that you have made for us, God. So God, we thank you for all these things that you're doing in us and through us and around us, God. It is done. 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 In the mighty and master's name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone said. Amen. And everyone said. Amen. And everyone said. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.